Is it a bicycle? <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Is It a Bicycle, the United States edition, uh, America's uh, most unoriginal, shortest running, most okayest film and TV podcast. It's about 10 o'clock in the evening here. It's about 10 o'clock. 10 p.m. exactly in the evening right oh, here. Wow. And uh, I'm joined in the studio apartment uh, by Rachel Gilliard. Hello. Uh, it's a new voice uh, to, to a lot of you uh, listeners out there. Not a new voice, but in fact, quite an old one that you may have missed, you may have yearned for, you may have <laughs> desired. Uh, it's Sean, I love cans, Leonard. Um, and we're here to talk to you guys about our very special San Diego Comic-Con edition. 2017. 2K, still too young. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the San Diego Super Special Surprise. Um, I've been going to San Diego Comic-Con for about four years now. I've been going to San Diego Comic-Con for about seven days now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This is your first. Rachel, what did you expect that Comic-Con would be like, and did it live up to that? Was it different? Was it the same? Uh, Honestly, the panels were a lot more fun than I thought they would be. Um, Also, the, the bigger panels... They weren't able to say very much about their shows. That mm. was a little bit disappointing. The nightlife was amazing. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know the order in which things happened because I was drinking a lot in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. And uh, um, there's a lot to do outside of the con. So even if I didn't have a badge, I, I would have still had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, this year had the most stuff outside of the convention center. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but one of the, uh, hotels had, it's an entire floor of the hotel of the Omni was done up like various locations from Game of Thrones. So, yeah, so they had... I didn't get to see that, but so, yeah. So they had like a Winterfell and a Dragonstone. Oh, that sounds like fun. A lot of locations that uh, feature heavily throughout the series, uh, you know, and perhaps even in the seventh season of Game of Thrones ongoing. I think we had more fun going to uh, the the Whiskey Pig or wherever we went with live music. Uh, th- so it was the Tipsy Crow. <laughs> right. But it was done up uh, like a location from uh, the Dark Tower, the Stephen King series, and it was actually uh, being, being called the Dixie Pig for just one night. Worth it. Wish I had some pictures. Okay, so there was a photo booth thing. I may have put in the wrong email, and some randomer has our pictures. Apologies, wife. Um, okay, so uh, speaking of the uh, the outdoor activations, um, we went to a pretty great one uh, on Wednesday. The Tick. Yeah, um, it was. I've never been to an escape room before, and this was not one of those. But it was, <laughs> but it was similar. So the Tick uh, is a series coming to uh, Amazon uh, Prime Video mm-hmm. uh, in on August, I believe, the twenty twenty fifth. But you know what? Just check it. I'm wearing. Just check a, it every day. I'm wearing an RFID wristband right now, mm-hmm. which we had to go around and scan at various stations, iPads, locations, right? And they would ask us questions about what we knew about the Tick. I think I got all of them wrong, but they didn't give you a score, so I, I didn't get to know. How wrong I was about They were gathering information about how (laughs) out there the information about the tick was. Like, had you heard of the show before? Very useful for their market research. But then they reward you uh, at the next location by letting you uh, choose your own uh, t-shirt design for the tick. T-shirt or uh, koozie or a tote bag. Or a tote bag. And then you are advertising. Yeah. Um, We walked around with... you, You had a tick baseball cap and I had a tick headband. And they had the tick tick ear um, antennae. Antennae. Yeah. On them. So we walked around just in blue. And it worked. 
Remember that guy who stopped me and was like, oh, is that the tick? Yeah. Do you guys see the, is there a new tick thing? It was his, it was his favorite show ever. Yeah, and he was like, does it yell spoon all the time? Ha ha ha. That guy was having a great time. He was. He was. All right then. Um, <laughs> but no, it was actually a lot of fun because they they made you uh, members of the tick universe. Remember when we went into the, the fake shop? Yeah. Right? And there was that guy whose only job was to be surly. Yeah. And then we got to investigate a room and look for clues and stuff. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. None of us got good scores. They didn't tell us what our scores were, but we knew that they weren't good. Um, Well, they called me a super citizen. Everyone got super citizen. Yeah, but they called me one. (laughs) Um, Did you feel super? I always do. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that was a lot of fun. And would you say it made you more or less likely to want to watch the show? Uh, I'll watch it if you have it on. No, it didn't make me more likely to see the show. Well, they were playing the show, and you could listen with uh, Bluetooth headphones, and you did watch it for a little little bit, bit. right? Um, Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't remember watching the pilot, but I know I was was in the room when it happened. Well, I'm very excited about the tick. (laughs) Okay, good. And that made me even more excited. And the the boyish, youthful enthusiasm in that passersby's eyes... Made me even, like, more so want it to be good. That's right. You know, if I watched it as a kid, I'd probably okay. watch it now. Sure. I have a child's brain. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Like, you were talking about, what was it that were they, they're adding Static Shock to the show? I'll watch that now. Uh, yeah. I used to watch that as more, so, more news coming out of uh, San Diego Comic-Con. I think that just if, you, if you're familiar with the thing, then you'll be more likely to watch it. So if you already like The Tick, then this might be for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, tell me, tell me this, was there any, was there any activation or, or thing we did that made you more, uh, look more favorably towards the, the product or the movie or the TV show? So on this, on the last, on the second to last day, we went to the Schick. The, sh- the <laughs> Schick Hydro Station. The Schick Hydro Station, they had chargers. Yeah. had a free shave. Yeah. Your beard looked super neat. Yeah, I took I took advantage of the barber. So Schick is a company that makes uh, blades and for shaving. I, I think I have about 30 free coupons for Schick razors, which I'm so down. I'm going to get all of them. But let's be clear. They were they were doing as much stuff for their, um, I guess, fans as any TV show there. Because they had a full-on escape room as well with three different that levels. That was the first escape room I've that been to. That was a to. proper escape room. We, got, we actually had to solve puzzles to get through the next station. It was pretty yeah. cool. We got teamed up with a family, two very small children, and mm-hmm. their parents, and they were lovely. And uh, that was that was a proper escape room. We had to solve puzzles. I feel like I, um, I, helped, I helped the team. Yeah, I think you did an okay job. I think I did the most. I think I, I feel like I did the middle room by myself. Yeah, well, I was leading. I was leading the team, and you were you were you, you were Mor- a good go getter, Mor- a good Mor- worker. Morale is, morale is nice, but I feel like I was a puzzle solver. Yeah, you were. You followed my direction very well. <laughs> your your direction being, please get us to the next room. Well, look if it works. <laughs> if it works, it works. Um, um, so that was great, and. Uh, Honestly, that's, that's what's going to get me to... Oh, you They know had what the did... best costume as well, by the way. The Schick Hydra Station, they had a Razor robot, the Hydrobot. It was incredible. And it was the best costume we saw. It was like a seven-foot-tall Razor cyborg-type thing. I wouldn't say that's the best costume I saw. Okay, well... I don't know if we can move on now. Oh, no, oh, no go ahead. Activation. So there's Take control activation. like you did in the escape room. On the last day... I would day... have gotten the puzzle eventually. <laughs> on the last day... Uh, Sean went to a panel in Hall H, mm. and I was wandering around, and I saw people getting in line, so I just stepped in. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, when this, when, it was 1030 in the morning. And I said, when is this line going to get into this activation? And they said one o'clock. And I just sat down because I was tired of walking. Um, that was the, that was the adult film line. And, uh, in there, there was a, a Mr. Meeseeks costume. And that was my favorite costume of the entire, of the entire thing. Good. Mr. I laughed. Meeseeks I did Rick laugh every time there was a, a male uh, Khaleesi. I always thought that was funny because <laughs> they were good. Um, but yeah, Mr. Meeseeks was my favorite. Got a lot of free stuff. Yeah, Comic-Con's great for swag, especially if you're willing to uh, wait. wait in line. Gosh, so I, I keep saying, oh, I waited two and a half hours for a t-shirt because that was 1030 to 1, but... Wait, 10? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we ended up waiting another hour in the t-shirt line inside of the Adult Swim thing to get a, another t-shirt. So I waited like three and a half hours for a t-shirt. So what's what the issue is as well is that they are doing more stuff outside the con, but also it's, it keeps getting bigger. Lines get longer for everything. It's, yeah. uh, this was the first year that I failed to get into the Game of Thrones panel yeah. because of the length of the line in Hall H. Um, but as you say, I did go into one uh, on Sunday. It was the Supernatural panel, which had uh, one of the most impressive... Uh, openings uh to any panel it they had a live performance from the band kansas playing carry on my wayward son and they took over every screen in hall h and they had uh, a recap of the previous 12 seasons and they had a supernatural car baby just driving around from one screen to the other it was great uh unfortunately uh live performance by kansas uh, couldn't be topped so the panel went uh, a little downhill from there as you were saying they can't really talk about the like the next season of their show. They can't really. They can barely tease it. Yeah. Um, speaking of, a lot of film and television to talk about. A lot of film and television. Uh, in this podcast, as you will see in the title, we will be talking about uh, The Defenders, which we got to see the first episode of, so coming to Netflix in August. Uh, in August, we're, we're also going to be talking about Atomic Blonde, uh, the Charlize Theron John Wick movie, mm-hmm. uh, or James Bond, as we thought. Uh, and we're also going to be talking about Ghosted, and we're going to be talking uh, about The Gifted, the new uh, X-Men but not X-Men show. And also I think there's a show called Magic Cop. <laughs> or, or is it called Deception? It's one Deception. of those two. Um, but yeah, uh, let's get right into it. I think it's time to review some stuff. Are you ready for your first Is It a Bicycle review, Rachel? Let's go. That You sound excited. I'm ready. <laughs> Give me another one. <laughs> so, bingo, I'm in. Bingo, I'm in. Like a <laughs> hacker from the 90s. Okay, we're going to start off with Marvel's The Defenders. So good. So um, I think we I think we went to an earlier panel and got to sit in and wait for The Defenders to start, right? We went to an earlier one? No, we just we just swooped we in. We just swooped in. We swooped in. Um, oh, that's right, because I wanted to leave. I was yeah, like, you wanted like... to leave and go to Archer. <laughs> yeah. Um, which also might have been amazing. But So we got into Hall H. I didn't think I'd make it in there. I didn't really mind because I was like, whatever. Um, it wasn't that full. There were a lot of empty seats. Yeah. We're not going to talk about the shit Hall show H. that Hall H was. I'm sure... Wait, you've talked about Hall H in general. On, it's like a multi-thousand seater. It's the biggest place where all of the biggest announcements I are made. I was going to say they have people just walking up and down the aisles with infrared, um, like, a, like a monocular. Night vision. Yeah, but it's like one eye. Mm-hmm. And to catch people filming. Yeah, you're not allowed to film anything. Well, they, they'll tell you when you're allowed to film stuff and when you're not. So we got into um, the Defenders, mm-hmm. and that was great. And, and Jeff Loeb went on stage to give his announcement. It was lovely. He got an award. The Ink for Pot being Award. Wonderful. I he think. was completely surprised. 
I think he honestly was. It threw him off his game. He did, it because did. he ended up running He was long. all like, oh, my daughter, oh, and- my family, <laughs> I've been working so hard, I'm just an average Joe. I'm kidding. I like Jeff Loeb. Right. I like Jeff Loeb's comic work, and I, I like the TV work that he does. They had to cut him off with Berenthal. Had to John, walk- John Berenthal. He had to walk on stage because he was going too long, and uh, and they had they, they got to show us the trailer for The, the Punisher, Punisher, which is amazing. That's what I'm really looking forward to. I like... Um, yeah, no, I've, I've really only seen... Uh, Daredevil. Daredevil. You're talking about of the uh, Netflix, Marvel TV yeah, shows, no, you've only watch... seen Daredevil. No, no, actually I watched half of Luke Cage with you. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And you finished that one. And then you couldn't finish Monkey Fist. Monkey Fist? <laughs> wow, Iron Fist. There are monkeys around it, right? There are... No. Oh, that's there 12 monkeys. Are, that's 12 monkeys. Different shows. Well, um, I didn't watch them. <laughs> So, yeah, The Defenders. Um, John Bernthal came out and showed the footage. What did you think of the Punisher footage itself? We it can great. safely say the Punisher is the Punisher. So that one's going to be released. This isn't, this isn't a spoiler. Uh, well... Did we just talk about it? It look, was just... Imagine what the Punisher does. Kills motherfuckers. Yeah, so you can say that. So, yeah, the, tr- the footage showed some killing. He just killed people. It was uh, wonderful. There was an amazing, uh, there was actually an amazing uh, pre-family uh, being murdered, uh, fading into post-family being murdered, uh, not scene, but like sizzle. And it was, when he was playing the guitar, Yeah, it was pretty great. But yeah, he it was the Punisher on form. I didn't get any idea of the plot beyond he's going he's gonna to kill people more. That's what With bullets I, and other things. I would like to watch that for 13 episodes. Well, okay, it'd be better than Iron Fist. <laughs> Anything would be better than Iron, Iron Fist. Iron Fist, yes. I haven't watched it, so that's not fair. Speaking of, the cast of the Defenders then came on stage, mm-hmm. uh, and the first bit of news that Jeff Loeb gave, uh, <laughs> well, it happened, Jeff Loeb gave, was that Iron Fist would have a season two. Yeah. And what was cute is that Finn Jones, who is Iron Fist, didn't, didn't know. know. And he was very happy, and very few other people were. Yeah. Everyone else in the audience was like, Sure. We knew that would happen. They ranked them in order of the popularity of their separate shows. Which also happened to be when they were released. Yeah, that's true. Fine, you can <laughs> use that as an excuse. So then we were treated to uh, the well, first episode of The Defenders. They faked us out first because they had this 60 second audio trailer for it, for it and they just played that it was just a countdown for 60 seconds and they had just amazing clips audio from clips. various different it was uh, great Netflix, we were shows. happy about that and then they having had a good time an awkward back and forth where they were like can't you just show us like a prank video <laughs> it didn't work do you remember that yeah they they tried to get iron fist to deliver <laughs> some lines well and you know you know what the problem always is with that it doesn't the lines are bad and he's only average at saying them. i can't shit on him I, 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 oh wait no swearing Oh, no, no, I've said motherfucker. Okay. It's fine. I was going to say, I haven't seen the show, so I can't. I, I would just be going off of other people's reviews. But, um, yeah, so finally, somebody said, uh, can we show a clip of something? Can we show a clip of something? And he said, yes, we can show a clip. It happens to be the same length as the first episode of The Defenders. And then we got to watch it. Yeah. It's um, fantastic. We can't say much, uh, of course, about the episode uh, <laughs> plot, but... Um, Everyone is aware that Sigourney Weaver uh, is playing the uh, the she villain for the Defenders. She was there as well, um, and everyone was overjoyed to have been working with her. Uh, and her character was uh, partially 
uh, revealed. Uh, she she was in the first episode, and we we got to see that stuff's getting uh, it's getting real. It's getting tense. Gonna it was gonna be tough. So the first episode was kind of uh, our prelude, uh, and we got to see the defenders. Uh, some of them in action. We can say that much. Here, I liked it. You liked it. I liked it as well. What what I was a big fan of was that Jeff Lowe. Are, are we getting it a rate? Uh, giving it a rating? Oh, we will. Out of like eight. Listen, we'll get there. I'll tell you how to do <laughs> okay. it. Right? You have listened to this show before. We've been on road trips. No, I've listened to it. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to it. <laughs> Just okay. Um, but uh, what I can say is that Jeff Loeb went to Netflix and he was like, "We can't just have you guys sign on for one season of one show." He actually got them to sign on for sixty episodes, which was a season. Of each show, 13 episodes, and then 8 episodes of The Defenders. And he said Netflix were only too happy to go for it. So he was thanking them profusely. And honestly, having seen the first episode, uh, I think I would thank them uh, too. Here's how we do it with television, Rachel. Okay, got it. Thriller or filler? Oh, it's just a pass or fail? So it's about whether or not you're going to watch it. Are you going to watch The Defenders uh, come uh, August when when it's released? Oh, that's very near. Yeah. Gosh. There are so many shows we're watching right now. That's true. Does that but factor into the three? It can, one? because that's you ranking it against other shows. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. Well, we're about to run out of Rick and Morty, so... Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to watch, like, uh, a couple episodes of it. Yes. I will definitely watch a couple episodes. But what, but what you're saying is, unless it really disappoints you, you'll be happy to watch the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I think so. And I actually, actually... Because I never watched Jessica Jones, I I will go back and look at that show because I just never watched it. Interesting. So having seen an episode of The Defenders made you want to watch Jessica Jones. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, I I I'm going to take that as a thriller from you. Oh yeah. Sorry. Rating rating thriller. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a thriller as well. I'll be honest. I was always going to watch it. Yeah. But even just from the the various sizzle reel stuff that we've seen. I know that, that things, I mean, obviously we've seen in the trailer the Defenders coming together. I'm really excited about seeing more of that play out. Um, and I'm a little bit of a Marvel completist, even if I haven't finished Iron Fist. But yeah, it's, it's a thriller for me. All right, wonderful. Moving swiftly on, we also got to see Ghosted, a new paranormal sitcom uh, starring Craig Robinson as a cynical ex-cop who was kicked off the force. Uh, and uh, Adam Scott, who plays a scientist and a believer in the paranormal. He believes in uh, a multiverse, uh, and he also happens to believe that his wife was abducted by aliens. Whether I love them both. You love them both. Whether or not it's true, whether or not it's true, um, this is a, a comedy with a little bit of creepy thrown in. Um, we've, we, we've heard that. The, we've, the, the panel was saying that it would also have... Like th- thriller moments that it would mm-hmm. also be scary. That wasn't in the first episode, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. Um, no, I don't think so. I think that it's fair to say that they were trying to attract us with the comedy more than anything else. It was funny. It was. Yeah. We genuinely laughed out loud. I laughed a lot, and um, honestly, they they said that it was modeled a little bit after. I want to say early nineties. I honestly don't know the dates, but I love Beverly Hills Cop. So much. <laughs> I love that movie. Sure. Watched it a million times. It used to be my ringtone. And uh, so so just stuff like that. I'm absolutely going to watch this. So the thing about Ghosted as well is 
that it has a lot of it has like a, a cast of all oh, crazy characters that make up their team um, so an overly polite uh, scientist as well as a as a, a lady in charge uh, of an organization uh, also uh, interesting tidbit that, that we learned uh, through the audience Q&A one of the people featured in the pilot uh, will be replaced yeah. by a different actress she and was, character she was killed well, because no. Because they didn't want her in the show. No, they she wa- no, her. she no. That's <laughs> that's not even a spoiler. That didn't happen. You mean the actress was taken out behind a shed and shot? <laughs> yeah. I doubt that happened. But you know, we'll she look was, into it. She was one of my favorite people. She was she very was, funny. She's very silly and very silly funny. Um, and I don't think they wanted her for that. She, I don't think she they committed wanted, a lot. They didn't want that um, the organization that she worked for to have that tone. It seemed like they wanted a more realistic potential for thrillery scares which is funny yeah well we'll, we'll see if it works out because i've seen shows like powerless that i genuinely liked the pilot of at comic-con right. and then i saw the the pilot that they had changed a lot and was like oh no this show's not gonna work yeah. i mean last year my streak was, was all of but one show that i saw comic-con got canceled that's true and it was timeless and that did get canceled but they brought it back oh we should make bets on which one we think will definitely survive at the end well, that's too easy. It's Defenders. Oh, man. Yeah, because they're guaranteed. Yeah. Because even <laughs> even Monkey Fist gets the second season. <laughs> if, if, if even Monkey Fist <laughs> and the, the, Iron, the Iron Monkey, uh, if he gets a second season, yeah, there's hope for anybody. Oh, Luke Cage, season seven, coming in <laughs> 2023. Um, so, Ghost It, you enjoyed. It was fun. There were some laughs. We should talk about the Q&A section. Somebody came up and asked a question, oh. and they they really liked The Office and Parks and Recreations. Uh, and which, which we all do. We all do. Craig Robinson uh, was in The Office for eight, nine years, uh, uh, and of course Adam Scott was in Parks and Recreations as well uh, for the majority of that show's run. She didn't really understand that they were people playing parts in that show. <sighs> So she came up and was like, oh, I like that I can see your characters from the Office and Parks and Rec creeping through. You know, your true selves being revealed in your parts in Ghosted. Uh, was that intentional? <laughs> she, went up, she went up to the mic and said, I think you guys are terrible actors. Yeah. You have no range. How do you feel about that? <laughs> and I really love you guys, by the way. So Craig Robinson was annoyed. He was really deathly annoyed that she... So he tried to like ask her, oh, maybe she doesn't mean an insult. And she didn't get it. No. She was just like, it's really who you are, you know? <laughs> and Adam Scott was just like, don't care. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so that was a little upsetting for them and hilarious for, for us. Yeah. Train wreck. A little bit of a train wreck, yeah. Train wreck, train wreck question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, the best question of the entire uh, Comic-Con was asked during this panel. Uh, an eight-year-old came up and he said, What would uh, you guys do if you were confronted by a xenomorph from Alien? <laughs> oh, that's like right. the monster from Alien, what would you do? So they kind of like, were like well, I don't know, I mean, die, run away, I guess, blah, blah, blah. And they asked the kid, well, oh, what, do you, what would you do? And he said, I would have bug spray and a lighter and I would set it on fire. And I just, I, he was looking for the words, I'd go ham. He was like, I'd go balls deep with that bug spray flame. Is what he was trying to say. We already got it. So he got an applause. So that was pretty good. Hopefully they'll put that in the show. That was good. So, Rachel, Ghosted. It's a sitcom. 
maybe not your favorite kind of thing, but I'm slowly winning you over. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say? Is Ghosted a thriller or a filler for you, and why? Okay, first of all, it's not a sitcom. It's a two-hander cop movie, and I would say thriller. Yeah, it's these two buddies, kind of cops, Buddy. put in an interesting situation, and it's a comedy. Yeah, Wonderful. so a situational comedy. <laughs> And what would you rate it, Sean? <laughs> I would rate this uh, definitely thriller. Uh, I, I like the genre. All of the genres involved, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm all about sci-fi and comedy, so I'm in. Can I just say... You can try. <laughs> that I think it feels so special to watch the beginnings of a show at Comic-Con that there's no chance that I wouldn't watch the shows. If I just watched a preview, like on Facebook, it was auto-playing with the audio, which they do now. That I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't care as much, but because I got to see it live, and I got to see the people talk about it, <laughs> that I and, and there's I'm just gonna give it a bigger chance than I would otherwise. Yeah, it's it kind of the same as we were saying with those outdoor activities and activations. They kind of are roping you in by making you feel like one of the first, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and as with the defenders and ghosted, we're some of the first people to see it. You know, it makes you a little more invested, like you're a part of it. Mm-hmm. Especially because in every panel, they're like, this is about you, you're part of the team. And then they want you to use hashtags. So what I was saying about uh, wanting to watch the things that you've seen, I think one of the best things that we did was um, we were done with the second to last day. It was Saturday. We were walking to the hostel. Um, and we were, uh, we were just going to call it a day and go out with friends. But yes. we ran across a free monster... Uh, energy drink. Energy though. drink thing. Except they were calling it mutant. <laughs> yeah. Get it? It was gross. And, <laughs> and they had about six atomic blondes in their black trench coats and blonde wigs um, walking up the street. And one of them yells, come with us to see the, the first, the premiere of the atomic, of yeah. atomic blonde. Free uh, screening, free drinks. Two free drinks, she said. She said, she two, said two free drinks. Yeah. And so we just marched on after them i think it took us like 10 minutes to get to where they were going yeah they started merging with other groups of roaming atomic blondes uh-huh. um and we got to this outdoor pavilion where they were they had a bar set up in the middle of yeah, it the horton plaza yeah so the atomic blonde is sponsored by stolichnaya stolichnaya vodka and they just I don't know. I feel like I'm plugging them. <laughs> but no, no, they were plugging they them, were right? They were plugging them. It was Stolichnaya vodka and... Uh, New Stolichnaya ginger beer. It was super good. It was they actually were, a really good ginger beer. It was a really good ginger beer. So they were making atomic mules. Um, and uh, so we got to just drink before... So you're trying to hand over your tickets. And I'm like, he's not asking for them. I'm trying to push your hand down. I'm like, Rachel. <laughs> Below the counter. Rachel. Sightline. Like, don't, yeah. And we get away with it. And I'm like, oh, we just got, we got extra drinks. None of the bartenders cared. They, they were didn't like, want them. for the next two hours, we're going to give you guys vodka. They were like, we're we'll not throw away your out. drink tickets if you want us to. Yeah. If you want us <laughs> to do it for you, we can do that. But they were, it was great. They had, so it was vodka and ginger beer and then obviously anything else, but there was, vodka was the only liquor they had. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So I wasn't particularly interested in this movie. Um, ended up being amazing. It was a complete just spy action thriller, which is my kind of movie, but I, I didn't think it was going to be good. Anyway. They treated everyone like they were a VIP person, yeah. gave them a movie premiere, everyone got food and drinks, it was amazing, and yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. that has got to be, I don't know how many people are there, they had eight theaters, probably mostly full of people they had just picked up off the streets, and what's a better story to spread than 
I got to go have free drinks of Stoli before I watched this movie. Oh, it's kind of a Bond movie, but her drink is Stoli on the rocks, you know? So it, it, but it actually is, I yeah. I feel like that's got to be a great PR move. It generates early buzz for a movie that's just about to be released. Because how much... That's just a great story to tell. So what you're doing is just giving everyone a great story. Uh-huh. And it was a movie that I wouldn't have watched. And they got you liquored up so that you would definitely enjoy it. <laughs> no, I think I would have enjoyed it either way. Yeah, no, I agree. It was an amazing action movie. The stunts were fantastic. The fights were amazing. It was so much fun. And here's the thing, right? Um, it wasn't a genre, like sci-fi or fantasy genre movie. It was a, It was like spy action. Yeah, it was even set back in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, Berlin Wall 80, times. 89, yeah. Now, it was based on a comic book. But that wasn't even really that pertinent. I had no idea until right now. They said it at the start of the movie. Oh. <laughs> That's fine. No, it doesn't matter. Now like, I know. <laughs> and they, so all, all that I knew about it going in was who was in it, vaguely. Right. Um, so it is uh, Atomic Blonde, starring Charlize Theron, uh, James McAvoy, uh, a bunch of, of other uh, favorites like... Uh, this is the part where it's an is it a bicycle tradition? Sometimes you just say the last movie you saw. John Goodman or Very 10 nice. Cloverfield Lane. Yes, so good. And also uh, The Mummy from the most recent The Mummy. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and Toby Whitehouse. And it was, I thought it was cracking as well. What, what did you like about it? What, what drew you in? I honestly, I love, um, I love fight scenes where the, the punches matter. They yeah. really carried through. You could see how exhausted people... It was just... The, the fight scenes were amazingly choreographed. There was one particular... I love, um, like, one takes. Tracking I don't shots, know. Yeah. I don't know if it was real, but there was one that lasted forever, and it was so great. Um, lots of lots of twists that I could follow, even though I was pretty sloshed on the free yeah. Um Yeah, it was just a fun... It, what you said later which is that it was just a Bond movie, was absolutely correct. It was just a great Bond movie. It was really fun to watch. And what I would say as well is, like, it was made famous in Die Hard, right? When you're just a regular person. You're, like, walking on glass, and it's hurting you, and that matters. Like you said, the punches mattered. Um, It's great when you don't entirely believe that everything's going to go the way you want for the characters that you like. Mm. Uh, And it also makes the fights a lot cooler. Yeah. Um, it, it also helps that I don't know who what their stunt team was was made of, who composed it, but Charlize Theron did all of the scenes in the movie that we watched, all of them. She was the fighter in every single one, the driver, all of that stuff, which I did know going in because of a Facebook ad. But I was very impressed by her. Her, I'll be honest, her acting was good. But it didn't need to be like a, a focus, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like a, a dramatic, uh, a character that you're supposed to watch, how they like undergo change and yada yada. What they felt to them didn't matter as much as what they needed to do. Yeah. Like that's a spy film, right? They're supposed to show who they actually are down and pretend to be somebody else. And it had the classic interplay between, well, is this real or is this something they're doing to get information? Uh, and it had that for a couple of characters. Uh, and when it comes down to who lives, who dies, uh, who has a good time, who has bad time, who gets banged up abroad, <laughs> um, it, it mattered and it was it was good. I liked the way that they went with all of the characters. That's true. And that is just a lot of cool, like, set pieces. Not set pieces. Just, like, a lot of cool 
stunts. It was just some, practical some, effects. It felt like right. Maybe practical effects doesn't matter. It's just things that felt really cool to watch. James McAvoy, to be honest, was He's playing a blinder. Great. We love him. We, you've loved him since what? Split. Yeah, probably. I hope earlier. I don't know. He's he's been great in a lot of things, but in this one, he it looked like he was having a great time. Um, and you know what? I had a great time too. <laughs> so now with films, Rachel, we do rate it out of ten. Oh God! I know it's tough. I can I, go first if you want. Well, I feel like I have to preface this. Go ahead. That I love thrillers. And I, yes. I love action thrillers, and I'm going to go with an eight. Um, because the fighting was so good and because there were a couple things that I haven't seen in a lot of where it's, it's not gore, but just violent and fun. Mm -hmm. Those types of things. I, I originally had thought that, but then I remembered all of the, the movies cause I watch a lot of movies and, mm -hmm. and all the movies that I have seen in the genre. Um, I honestly can't think of many that I would rate higher than it. Uh, except maybe like Casino Royale is right. my favorite Bond movie. Mm -hmm. And I, I, there were just a couple of other set pieces in that. Like they went, all of them went above and beyond. Uh, and in, and in this one, I enjoyed all of them. I thought they were great. But I would call this movie solidly entertaining rather than like one of the most enjoyable action right, thrillers right, right. I've ever seen. So I'm gonna go with seven. Completely recommend people go see it, especially if you like uh, John Wick, uh, right. or Casino Royale, or or films like that. Uh, Atomic Blonde. With Charlize Theron. I think that's fair because I don't think I would watch it again unless it was just on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, that, yeah, that might be the case for me. Although I know at Christmas my dad would love it. <laughs> so we'll see. Okay. Um, all right, that's great. We have another uh, We have another review coming for you guys. that we, we didn't get to see the full pilot of this one, but we did get to go to the panel for the upcoming X-Men, not the X-Men show, The Gifted. Ooh. The Gifted. So that's a, a show coming uh, from Fox, essentially, uh, about a couple uh, of mutants with the X gene uh, and a couple of people hunting them down and uh, how that story gets started and develops. Mm -hmm. To be clear, we saw advertisements from this on the buildings at Comic-Con, like literally 30 stories high, a wraparound saying, you know, having the X gene is not a crime. Do what's right. Get yourself tested from Sentinel Services, uh, which was pretty cool. They were having like on-site testing for the uh, the X gene to see if you're a mutant. Didn't wait in line. Didn't wait in line. Line Didn't was too long, like which yeah. meant people were excited. <laughs> That's true. Um, but we did get to see a fair chunk of the pilot. Yeah. So if I'm honest, it felt like Heroes on the CW channel for me. Interesting. Heroes on the CW. Oh, I'm going to put it like this, right? It was... There were two main storylines that we saw. We saw a couple of mutants who were criminals looking for uh, other mutants to save. Classic X-Men. Um, except maybe instead of uh, trying to be heroes in a world that hates and fears them, they're in a world that hates and fears them. And some of them are all too happy to fight back. There were some pretty vicious uses of powers in this. Right, right. And there was some stuff I haven't seen before in superhero television and I watch a lot of it. Mm. Uh, the characters include uh, Polaris, uh, who can control magnetism uh, and metal. Uh, Warpath, who is a uh, tracker uh, and incredibly strong and tough. We also had Eclipse, who as, as the actor described it, I've got hot hands 
Um, but yeah, Eclipse has powers to do with light. Uh, and of course, Blink, who can open portals in space. All of those were used to pretty interesting effect. If they had just shown us that, I would have been like, I'm in for that for 45 minutes every week forever. Go for it. If you can keep the pace going and they're just on the run constantly, which seems to be what they said they were going for, until until we meet a family. Having the classic conversation where they give exposition, and you're like, our son's a trouble at school. We don't like he's being bullied. I'm, I'm working with the government and I'm very tough. So you better treat my kid right or I'm going to stick my fingers. I'm going to all be mean to you. There was a little bit of melodrama or soap opera leaning that way. True. Well, I I actually would say there's one thing that I thought the show was going to be when I was watching what we got to see of the first episode. Mm -hmm. And then there was something that the panel said it was going to be later and they were at odds with themselves. So the father's a lawyer. That's not a spoiler. It's, I don't think it's a spoiler. Uh, well, basically, uh, the father in the show, who is played uh, by the same actor who plays Vampire Bill uh, from True Blood, um, he is one of the people involved with finding mutants. Right. So if this, sh- the, if this show was uh, mutant law, I would be... <laughs> no, I, I'm serious. I would be so into it. That would be super fun for me to watch. Um, and there was a little bit of that in the first episode. Yeah. Somebody later, one of the creators of the show, said it was basically, um, oh, he compared it to a movie that I haven't seen. But he said that the mutants were on the run. What is it? Uh, was it Running Scared or, or something right, similar to something, that? Some, something similar to that. A movie about being on the run. Yeah. So it's about a family being on the run, which I don't think is a spoiler. It's in the trailer. <laughs> I'm worried it's about the trailer. It's in the trailer. So, so a family being on the run is amazing. That would be fun for me, mm-hmm. and that wasn't shown. What it was shown in the trailer that they showed. It wasn't completely shown. It was hinted at, but during the first during during what we saw, the man who had to be on the run was a lawyer, a well-established lawyer, dealing with these extremely powerful mutants and being um, the person who has to keep them in jail and or from representing his, them. And from his perspective, he's he's on the side of good. He's like. On the side of the righteous. Yeah, so they took him out of that role, which I thought would have been the most interesting thing, mm-hmm. and put him into the on on the run role. Yeah, which is also interesting, but it's you can't have them both. So that's fun. On the run is fun. Well, we can see in the trailer him potentially having to work with the kind of people he used to be putting away. Yeah, that's also great. Yeah. So yeah, uh, basically we're gonna have t- a couple of different elements, uh, but basically. Uh, like any X-Men show should be, it's going to be young, sexy people who feel like freaks running around doing things. So excited to be in that show. Yeah, the actors were very excited. excited. As they would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that they must feel a little bit bulletproof, what with the whole everyone loves the X-Men movies, so hopefully they'll like this show. I wouldn't have called it The Gifted. What would you have called it? Something with X in the name. Something, the, like, I know they can't use the New Mutants because that's going to be a gigsted. movie. Not the Gixted. Just, I don't know, <laughs> Generation X would have worked. Generation <laughs> X would have worked, except that that was a failed TV show before. X Gifted. Okay. Gifted X. Gifted X. Oh, sounds a little too much like Mutant X, which is a show about mutants, but it wasn't an X-Men show. Right. Irrelevant. The point is, the Gifted. Uh, would you find it thriller or filler and why? Uh, I'm... <laughs> Be honest. I'm going to find it filler, but mm-hmm. I'll end up watching it because it will be on in our house. 
And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'll just be on Reddit, and uh, if it ends up being good, I'll pay attention. Interesting. And if I ever go like, oh, Rachel, Rachel, look what, <laughs> look at this, what they do with magnets. Rachel. I love it. Rachel, they make popcorn with magnets. They might actually make popcorn with magnets. That could be fun. Yeah. I want to spoil it. Don't, though. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to call it a thriller myself. Uh, I, I, I'm very excited about seeing it. Not fully, I'm not fully like swung that I'm going to love the show, but I think it has a lot of potential. And at the very least, half of what I saw, I was very, very interested in. And then the other half, I, we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. So that's uh, a split camp there. Thriller. And uh, you said filler, which is, mm-hmm. no, that's unfortunate. <laughs> moving on for you when the show ends up sucking <laughs> <laughs> moving on Rachel do you want to give us the preamble for uh, a show called Deception there is a show called Deception and it's my new favorite show on TV so without spoiling what happens in the pilot <laughs> what is uh, Deception about there is a world famous possibly the best magician in the world he is oh, maybe not um, and he, he has left his show, right? He's left Everyone's it. asking him to do a new show. He's like, oh, where's your new tricks and stuff? Yeah, he's, he's not into it. He can't do it because he has a twin brother or a very similar looking brother who's twin. gone missing. Is it twin? Yes. He's gone missing in jail. <laughs> he's in jail. And Maybe we should start this over. No, I got this. <laughs> okay. So why don't you? Hey, Sean, why don't you give the preamble for uh, for for Magic Cop? I'd love to give the preamble for Deception. <laughs> Deception is a show uh, about a magician whose brother uh, was convicted uh, of a crime and he's in jail, and he believes the brother didn't do it. But not only that, he believes the brother's been framed, and he's been preoccupied trying to figure out how that happened. He's a very skilled magician this guy, and suddenly he realizes that a crime that's happened might have just been a bit of magic. Oh my goodness. So he thinks, wait a minute, maybe that maybe that could be connected to the thing with my twin. I've got to go see what the cops are doing. If you wanted to see a show about a cop who doesn't like cracking wise, who is of the opposite gender to this magician, then this is that one. It's a cop and a magician. There's sexual tension. Are they gonna kiss? Oh no. Does she like him? Does he like her? Does she like him? They're gonna probably kiss, but they didn't kiss. That's the theme song. It's a good show. That's exactly what it sounded like as it's well. It's my favorite show on TV. It it should be called Magic Cop. And Vinnie Jones is in it. Randomly. He does costumes. Yeah. He's having a good time. Why did you like it? What element made you go, this is my new favorite show and I'm going to watch it until the day that I die or it's cancelled? Probably when it gets cancelled. This show is uh, absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And yet we still laughed. No, I did. No, no. They had four... They had actual jokes. Four good jokes in there. Yeah. Solid. Not good jokes. They had solid jokes. They were great. I was dying. You like puns, though. (laughs) So... I like puns. I like magic. The actual magic effects, the way that they pull those off, are pretty cool as well. Well, because you just use CGI or... Well... Like, you don't have to do I mean, any of the illusions. But they looked good. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> they looked like cool, good magic. <laughs> they just do a thing and then pretend something else happened. It's what show would you say this show is most like? Um, well, 
we just watched Prison Break, I would kind of think that this is like a more light-hearted Prison Break. Maybe. The, the continuation or reboot of Prison Break was a little bit silly. But, uh, and I guess the tone is similar. This one, it's, it seems like a joke. And I don't know, <laughs> it sounds like a joke. It sounds like some, something that somebody would think was a, a joke show. A joke pitch. TV show, yeah. Um, but it... Can I just throw out some real life shows that have existed and have had multiple seasons? Please go. Uh, (laughs) a guy who's good with numbers joins up with the cops to solve crimes. I love numbers! That's a fantastic show. Cool. There we go. (laughs) Let's do, let's do another one. Um, uh, I've got this. Okay. Uh, the FBI have to team up, team up with a, a bone anthropologist. I love bones. Yeah, like 12 seasons. I don't love bones, but I, I like I'm it. just saying. Very, very... We, maybe they sounded like jokes at the time. Bone anthropologist. No, I, I, I honestly... I will watch the show. A mentalist teams up with the cops to get a serial killer. Never watched it. It was great. Seven seasons. Loved was it. Was great? Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I love, I love magicians. I love close-up magic, card tricks, all that stuff, so I will watch the show and probably probably be angry. Here's another one. A cop has to team up with the world's best babysitter to find a child killer. That only got two seasons, but still. Is that real? No, I just made that one up. Okay. But also... I caught it, though. Yeah, you did catch it. (laughs) A cucumber and a doctor have to get a werewolf out of jail. (laughs) That one could be called... Zucchini Wolf House Breaker. Good. Oh, I was so close there <laughs> to a really good joke. I thought, oh. It's okay. The point is, it's no more ridiculous than any show except Zucchini Wolf House Breaker. It is ridiculous. I, I maintain that it's ridiculous. And the tone is silly. A lot of it is so, um, I don't know. It's much more serious. But it's feel it. good is what I would call it. It's feel good television. In, in kind of the way that Limitless was, but it's even more zany than Limitless, where a guy who does a drug teams up with the FBI to solve crimes. Haven't seen the show? Great movie. Got cancelled after a season, unfortunately. Was it terrible? No, it was really good. I just... <laughs> why don't you ever listen to me? Anyway, I'm going to watch Magic Cop. You're going to watch Magic Cop a lot. I'm in for two episodes, which technically means that we are both saying Thriller. Yeah, thriller. Well... There, there it is. Is that really two episodes in a thriller? For me, look, I might watch a third if I like the first, the, the, the other two. I think I said that about another, I think I said that about uh, X-Men, X-Men Defenders. <laughs> I think I said that about Gixted. Well, look. I was going to watch three episodes. So you're going to give it a th- chance. That means thriller? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this rating system was so easy. You're being retroactive here. You're going to go back and say that you love every TV show because you watched five hours of it. (laughs) Look, the point is, I'm going to give Magic Cop a chance. You've already given it your heart. Give Magic Cop a chance. Um, Deception. Coming this at some point. Don't know when the show premieres, um, but I can guarantee one thing about this show. It won't be long before it disappears. That was a pun for you. Thank you. It's going to get cancelled. Moving <laughs> on. Um, that's I believe that's the last uh, of our reviews of San Diego Comic-Con 2K Still Too Young. Um, so that means that we're going to have to finish with a little bit of a highlight lowlight. 
Okay. Do you have any highlights and lowlights for San Diego Comic-Con this year, your first ever one? Um, highlight. Getting roped into a random movie premiere and given free drinks and food. That's a great highlight. Low light. Mm-hmm. Um, the the way that the the lines are not uh, structured well, or the the line the, system, the disorganization. It, yeah. Uh, so it would be nice if you could just, gosh, want to get in somewhere bad enough and then go in. But sometimes you could just fall into some place. And you know that there are people being screwed out of a seat where they had been waiting for all night. Yeah, it happens. Um, So for me, uh, I think the highlight would be uh, getting to go to things like the Twelve Monkeys panel, which uh, didn't show any any real real footage that would be important from season four. But getting to see that cast interact. And talk about their backstage. Like, that's how I would rather a panel go for everybody. They talk about the way the show was made. They talk about why they did X, Y, and Z in previous seasons. And they tease the next season by talking about their characters. Because they know that if we like the show, we like the characters. And that's what we're interested in. Um, So that, I think, would have been my highlight. Or any moment that felt like that. That and getting to hang out with you, babe. Thanks, babe. And then my low light hanging out. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> my low light would be developing weird yellow bruises on the backs of my legs. Mm. Still don't know where they came from. If you're a doctor, uh, send us send us a, a tweet at is it a bicycle or at Sean underscore Leonard plug um, or an email an email at podcast at is it a bicycle dot com. Can I change my low light? Can you change your low light? Yeah, go for it. Uh, my low light is that a lot of the big show panels can't talk about anything and they have the most boring questions it's what did you like about your character and everyone says i have a strong character that develops across his arc over the season yeah and it's boring but we had one panel where a woman asked ridiculous questions what is your stupid human talent what is the worst thing a director's ever said to you so it was a blast it was the best panel i went to it wasn't even for a show it it was was called it was called brave new warriors and I had the leading men from shows like Stranger Things, Westworld. It had Christopher Maloney from Law & Order SVU, who has a new show coming out called Happy. Um, it had Captain Hook from Once Upon a Time. And it essentially, yeah, it delved into their backgrounds. It had a guy from Outlander as well. It, it delved into their backgrounds and basically were just like, what's the weirdest time to get recognized? Or, you know, what's the most uh, embarrassing thing? Like you said, what's the worst thing a director's ever said to you? Or when was the last time you cried? They asked these people about their strange lives, being in shows with fans or being known actors. So that's my critique of Comic-Con, is if you can't give any information about the show, just give anecdotes for an hour and I will be very happy. Better moderators (laughs) would be useful. And if they're looking, uh, Sean underscore Leonard on Twitter, at Sean (laughs) underscore Leonard. Um, You can reach Rachel that way as well. She refuses to, to Twitter it up. Um, okay, guys. Um, I think we've reached the end of our San Diego Comic-Con 2K17 special. Um, she's been Rachel, Rachel Gilliard. This has been Sean Leonard. Uh, and everybody out there in podcast land. <laughs> wait for it. You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs>